Hey, it's Christian. I want to do something special on this week's edition of the podcast. Almost one year ago today, February 22nd, 2021, I interviewed Hap Holly from The Rain Report. I did it for a live stream on the 100 Watts in a Wire YouTube channel, and I never put it out as a podcast until now. Enjoy. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire, the Sunday edition. It's Christian. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for coming over. And I know we're a touch late here, but it's only because a strange setting. Hello and good evening to you. I'm going to bring in Mr. Hap Holly, my guest tonight. I'm so excited to have you, Hap. We're just, we were just talking a minute ago. We're busting each other's chops, as we say, uh, busting chops. Good evening to you. Good evening to you and to Steve. I, I gather Steve is uh, an assistant of some well, sort. Steve, is uh, he does some work with me on the show. Yeah, he comes on. We do a Saturday morning live stream, and he's been a ham for a long time. So he's been an Elmer to me, uh, and, and it's good. I've, I was licensed in 2015. And I've always been on this side of the mic, and then I wanted to figure out how things work. So it was good that I had an Elmer. And how can Steve be an Elmer if his name is Steve, you see? You know what? His father's name was Elmer. Can you believe that? Is this no. strange? Yeah. No, it's a, I don't believe that for a minute. That, that's what he told me. That's what he told me. I don't know. He lies. How are you, uh, how are you holding up? I know uh, you're north of us here. We're near St. Louis. You're near Chicago. Yeah. Well, I'd much rather be north of you than west. Yeah. Okay. Although it is warming up in Texas. We finally apparently. had a good. Uh, my goodness, they had a terrible week. I'm going to invite um, the people who are listening. We've got a, a chat that runs here on um, the YouTube channel. So people are with us in real time, which is oh, really or, cool. Or on you, 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 you snoob, huh? Okay. Yeah, we're, uh, we're on right. that. And I've got a, um, I can put out a question, a form for people to ask questions. If they have questions of you, I can, uh, uh -oh. I'll okay. try to relay them, but the chat can move fast sometimes. So we'll, we'll see the best we can do here. All and right. let me, uh, I'm going to get over here to uh, see if I have that link. What have you been doing today? Have you, are you staying out of trouble? Something tells me you've been up to a little mischief. Not much. I, as long as I stay home, stay in the house, I'm okay. You know, it's just one of those things. Uh, I've, uh, oh, I've been trying to figure out and have gotten some help, but not very helpful help on how to take a directory of files. Let's say like a CD. Mm -hmm. And I want to share not the files, but the file names with a friend. I want to show him what's on this CD. I see. And I, I can't find out. Uh, Microsoft can't help me. Hmm. <sighs> oh, well, that's, so you what, wanna, I, you wanna... that's what I've been doing today. Yeah, I see. I see what you're talking about there. Well, maybe we can get some help. We need some Microsoft guys or gals. Well, there used to be software available, I don't know, five years ago that uh, worked real easy. And it took those files and took the names off them and put them oh. on the clipboard. 
And then uh, all I had to do was cut and paste them into, let's say, an email. Hmm. So. But you've done it before, and now you're having trouble with it, I see. Well, it's about five years ago. I, I had that e- uh, e- Yeah. Yes, I had that. I had the uh, software, but I don't have it with nowadays, ever since I got uh, Windows 10. Mm. So. Well, you know what? I want to I want to thank you, of course, for coming. And we talked on Thursday a little bit. And we had a good mm-hmm. time talking about radio and but publicly here, that all that, thank goodness, all that wasn't released because you, you, you <laughs> called me every name in the book. We well, had just met. Every, I was like, not, he's like he, an uncle of mine. This well, is I like, didn't call you a geek <laughs> on Thursday, so I, I didn't use every name in the uh, book. You could call me a radio geek. I want to do in all <laughs> seriousness, in all seriousness, and I've talked about it in the past and leading up to this. I just want to thank you for the work that you've done. The commitment to do 30 years is, I mean, it's exceptional and it's selfless work, you know, and you've done it. And, you know, and I read on your page before and I don't know what part of what you do, but you were working clearly on a shoestring budget. It was like $500 or whatever it is for a year. And I think there's a misconception that. You know, people who are creating content are getting all this gear for free and they're getting paid. And it must be nice. It must be. Who (laughs) is this person? But Hap, thank you for the commitment that you gave. And that's part of what I want to talk about tonight is kind of why you did that. But first of all, thank you. And thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. And thank you for the invite. What makes a man like you tick? And the, the, you said we only had three hours, and I, so you won't be able to answer this one. Oh. But what, you know, I know Bill Pasternak was an influence of yours, an amateur radio newsline. Did you ever talk to him in the early days, or was this sort of something that was a seed in you, and you were like, "I think I'm going to do something similar"? Well, it was the early '80s that I realized, you know, I like newsline. I think in those days it was called Westlink Radio. Mm-hmm. But I want more. I want more than just, well, in those days it was just 10 minutes. Today it's 19, 20 minutes plus. And so I don't even remember what prompted me to call him out in L.A. I, I, I don't know, but um, we... Uh, we connected well, and he was very willing and happy to, to kind of be my Elmer as far as production work goes. And why I started the RAIN report in 1990 is simply because I wanted to know more, more about what was going on in amateur radio. Now, I actually technically started in 085 on a local net, and that eventually evolved again as the RAIN report in 1990, and I had always promised myself that I would not continue to do the rain report every week, week after week after week, 52 weeks a year, blah, blah, blah. When it became work or when I felt like it was 
work. Because you can volunteer your time, your life to a point that after a while you say, wait a minute, what am I getting out of this? Well, I was getting, I was getting some attaboys out of it. No, I, I can't kid you about that. Uh, heck, I was the Ham Vincent Ham of the Year in 2002. That was cool. I, <laughs> I can dig it. But in 2019, I started feeling like, oh, this is, this is getting to be too much like work. I was working five days a week as an audio engineer at Horizons for the Blind. You can see by my shirt I'm advertising that, even though I'm retired since last July. And uh, I would come home Friday and spend probably five, six hours doing production work for like a 15-minute program. Mm -hmm. And I decided in June of 2019 to put the rain report on the shelf. Well, two months later, gosh almighty, that bug was still crawling around inside of me that, hey, you kind of missed doing that, don't you, buddy? I guess I did. So, but what I'm doing differently now is taking, for the most part, taking material I produced back in the late, middle, late 80s, before the rain report was in existence, and repackaging some of that stuff. Because that never got into the rain archives that are on the rain report dot com and I do it every two weeks rather than every week well, lately I've been thinking you know maybe uh, maybe even though I don't go to the hamvention anymore for health reasons and for that sort of thing maybe I can uh, get some good audio from virtual forums and that's kind of got a new uh, leaf on life mm-hmm that leaf or lease? Well, whatever it is. Well, you turned over a new leaf and actually (laughs) signed a new lease. And it sort of released me, you see, from from that mindset of just taking stuff that I did 35 years ago. Although I'm not going to stop. I still have some, obviously, in the can. But Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so I'm... I'm rambling. You know, no, let, I really... me, uh, let me take you back. Let me, if, if I can take you back to, I, I want to talk about the, uh, your intersection with Bill Pasternak and, and the seed in you. But uh, what was it that you wanted more of? Was it more stories or did you want to go in depth on the ones that you were hearing? I wanted to go further into what I was hearing. I enjoyed hearing, listening to Newsline, but... Uh, I wanted more, more depth and more stories, actually. And I thought, you know, I, hey, I, I can do that. And with some help, uh, engineering help and some production help from Bill, uh, it was just the equipment I had, which was, uh, let's see, what was it, just a, <laughs> a cassette deck in those days. I uh, I then began to do a rain report. Um, 
some may remember that before the rain report, I had something called the RP. That's funny. My call sign is KC9RP. I had the RP report. And I had the audacity. And no, I don't use audacity. I use SoundForge. I had the audacity to want to charge for it. <sighs> oh, my God. The world's going to come to an end as we know it. And we know hams are cheap. I think I had maybe half a dozen subscribers. And what was I charging? Uh, what was I charging? Five, five bucks a month, I think. So I figured, well, okay, if they're not going to pay for it, then I'll give it to them for free. And <laughs> that's how it's been. I'm showing your website now, and, and folks that are hearing our, our voice now, and we'll hear it after, you can go to therainreport.com. And I enjoyed one of your classics today. Actually, Will Rogers, his voice is ridiculous. It is ridiculous to me. I'm like, I'm thinking, what did Hap do? Did he put a filter on this guy to make him sound like a classic broadcast? You know, he sounds like you'd hear radio in the golden age. It's a beautiful thing. And I had to write him a note. I hope he gets oh, good. it. Just to well, say, man, what a voice. He also does audio for... Um, this week on amateur radio. Okay. He reads a lot of the, I think maybe all the stories or a lot of them for that uh, service. Uh, George Bowen. Mm -hmm. That's a good historian there too. Yeah. He knows a lot. When, when you talk to um, Pasternak, when you talk to Bill, and I had met him before he died, but not in person. We shared a, a few exchanges. He was always a really nice generous with his time kind of guy. And unfortunately we, we know he got ill and he passed kind of suddenly. I, I thought, um, what was it like back in those days? Like what kind of information were you looking for him? Was it, you know, how he distributed his beat? But I mean, people of today won't remember, but you know, you weren't digitally sending anything you were making, you were trying to make at least a little money to pay for postage. How did it go for you? <laughs> Not very well. Distribution. How did distribution work? <laughs> um, well, with Newsline, in the early days, it was all phone line, pretty much all phone line distribution. And one of the main guys that uh, provided Westlink, or later Newsline, by phone in the Midwest was a guy named Ken Politic, W9ZMR. And he, for years, he would call into, I think, the L.A. Um, line for Newsline distribution, and then he would put it on an answering machine on, on his Midwest Newsline line, Newsline line, 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 line. Mm -hmm. And uh, so with Bill... I often was calling to say, Bill, I want to do a piece on on uh, amateur radio in the South Pacific or something like that. Who do I talk to? He was great as a resource for names and addresses and phone numbers and that sort of thing. And 
he would occasionally call me and say, well, you know, I've got about 15 minutes of audio here from an interview we did with a young ham of the year. Uh, would you like to use it? I would say, heck yeah. So I would get it from him, and then I, uh, I might do a little judicious editing in it. So we traded audio. There were sometimes he used uh, a minute or two from me, from from somebody I interviewed. But I, the the big difference between Newsline and the Rain Report was that Newsline was news. It was unfortunately important today and gone tomorrow. And I admired Bill Pasternak for taking the time he did every week, year after year, to cover a news story that two weeks later would be old news. I didn't want to do that. I didn't have that kind of... uh, commitment. So a lot of my stuff was what you'd call evergreen. In fact, if you look on um, if you if you look on Google Maps at our house here in suburban Chicago, you'll see a big old spruce evergreen in the front. No connection, of course, just the name. So and that's I, just that's material that can be played at any time. They could be features. They yes. they they're almost timeless. Not, be played, not, yeah, not almost time specific. It could be played three months down the road, and nobody would be none the wiser if I could use two negatives and a sentence. Were you thinking about an archive when you were creating it? Were you thinking about building something that would stand up a collection, a no. body of work? No. No. However, it uh, it occurred to me. Well, by two thousand and three, I was doing everything digitally on a computer, and by that time, then it was much easier to both get the material up on the internet on the Rain Report because I had a, a web guy who would take my file off the server and put it where it needed to go. And I would also then write, uh, take the, I would take the script from each program that I recorded and those scripts were read by Will Rogers, as you obviously have observed already. Mm-hmm. But that script would go onto the page and tell a little bit about the interview. Excuse me. At the moment, though, I'm trying to find rain reports from 1990. Oops, 19. Yeah, 1992, and from 2001 and 2002. And I don't, I don't know where they are. I haven't found them. They're. Uh, I don't have them even in uh, in my computer. So I'm thinking those were on cassette and I'm, I need to go on a uh, Easter egg hunt 
sometime when it warms up after Easter in my garage and, uh, and find those. So I want to be able to get the archive finished up. It's pretty complete, but not entirely. Did you think back in the early days that there was a deficiency in the reporting in certain aspects, or maybe there was a, too much of one focus that was being reported? Were you trying to fill a void at all? I don't think so. No. All I was doing was I would borrow upon ideas that were brought out in Newsline and expand upon those ideas. Or if there was a short interview with somebody and I wanted to know more about that person as a ham or, or what they were doing in amateur radio, then I would uh, go after that information. I'd call up Bill and say, Bill, I would really like that interview you did with so-and-so, but I, I'd like to hear more of what he has to say. So, and you send me some audio extra that you didn't use, or if not, uh, how about a phone number so I can call him or her and, and just take it from scratch. Would you do longer form stories? I mean, Amateur Radio Newsline falls in about two and a half minutes per story. Were you looking to go a little bit longer? Well, yeah. My stories were typically one story, typically, per week. And the rain report typically didn't go more than 15, 17 minutes. 17 minutes seemed to be the optimal time for people, for the attention span of the average listener. If I went more than 18 minutes, I got the strong impression I would start losing my listeners. I did quite a bit of research in broadcast radio, too. That was about the average commute time, so people would be in and oh, out. Really? Uh -huh. Yeah, they well. That's what they were thinking anyway. People would listen to you know, much longer. Did you try to incorporate um, your interest? Did, were you, you know, say you were interested in DXing? And, and please tell me what you were into back in these days in terms of operating and what you were seeking through radio uh, and how that related to what kind of pieces you would put together in the RAIN report. That didn't really come into... Uh, into play, if you will. And the reason I got in the amateur radio, or if you want to go way back to 1965 in San, North San Diego County in Escondido, California, because I wanted to, I wanted to talk to people. Now I was a freshman in high school and uh, kind of a loner, and uh, I wanted to be able to get more feel for what's going on in the world that just wasn't being regurgitated every hour on the radio, on commercial, on AM, FM radio. Did you ever feel there was a shortage of and maybe even till today with, you know, people with disabilities, you know, or help for people, you know, 
at all in any of the reporting that was going on? Uh, you know, I never thought much about that. Having said that, however, I was aware that a certain percentage of those listening to my rain reports were blind, as I am. And I thought, you know, especially when it came to the Dayton Hamvention, a lot of blind folks that just can't afford or don't want to deal with the logistics of the Dayton Hamvention when you have 20,000 plus people there and trying to maneuver through the halls of Hera Arena. And I thought, you know, I really, I really, while I'm down at the Hamvention, not only can I get interviews, but why not record all the forums I could? So, started in about 1990 or 91, actually, I think, I would take a handful of these little Olympus DM420 note-takers. And I would take them down to the Hamvention and with cooperation of the Dara folks, Dayton Amateur Radio Association, I would then interface with the mixer in each of the five forum rooms that they would have going and would record eight hours on Friday, eight hours on Saturday, and four hours on Sunday. But I have to go back. I actually started recording technically in the late 80s at the Hamvention using cassette recorders, these portable cassette machines. Uh, in fact, there were the, uh, the old GE 5194 cassette recorders that were half speed and four tracks. So I can get an hour and a half on one track and then four tracks on one C90 cassette. And they were plugged into the mixers as well. But I had to have somebody go down to room two every hour and a half or room three every hour and a half to flip the tape over and record the next track. So it was really, really uh, wonderful when I, in later on in the 90s, went the digital route and we just set up one of these little Olympus recorders in each room and let it roll all day and check it once in a while to make sure that it was still recording okay. And uh, so, uh, but I, I always, I did so and did and do so much of my production work with the blind in mind. I think you're fascinating. I mean, it's the amount of work that you just mentioned uh, is so intense. You know, it is just, it's a, such a heavy 
project to take it on, to do it for free, and then to do it without sight is, I mean, I don't know how, like, I don't know how you pulled it off. I imagine, I admire this, and I, I know you must have had some enablers. Who were oh, some of the people that did oh, help? Are you kidding? Yes. Uh, a major one was a guy named Vern Jackson, WZRRCR in Wentzville, Missouri, who produces the 160-meter gateway radio newsletter on 160 uh, all these years since the 19... 79, about the same year the Newsline started, or Westlink Radio, you can hear his program on 1860 kilohertz AM, magnificent AM, I might add, from Wentzville, Missouri, and that's every Saturday around noon, and he he runs the rain, well, he ran the rain report, now he runs the classic rain hamcast, and uh, you'll find it on the same same website as the Rain Report was. What was and, his first name? Hap. I'm sorry, I missed that. I want to I want to write that down. Oh, I got uh, the last name. Uh, yeah, Vern v, Vern like V E R N Vern mm-hmm. Jackson W A zero R C R. Got it. Thank you. And for he that. Uh, he oh gosh probably fifteen years. 20 years ago, geez, please, uh, was instrumental in, uh, he would come down to the Hamvention, he and his wife, uh, Dottie, oh boy, what's her, oh, mm, uh, shoot, well, anyway, she was a, a ham, and they would help when, with help my wife, Stephanie, K-A-9-W-K-D. She's very inactive. She's a novice, actually, and has not used her license in 20 years, but she renews every year. Um, every year. Every 10 years. But they would put the booth together uh, down at the Hamvention, and then Vern would go down to each of the forum rooms and run the cabling to go from the mixer in forum room one, let's say, to uh, next, the next forum room over because uh, we were able to run three of those rooms in, out of the back of one of them. We used to set up um, the uh, recording equipment in the back of one and then run cabling maybe 100, 150 feet to inter- interface with the mixer in room one, two, and three, and then Room four and five might be uh, whatever. But Vern was, uh, he is a uh, radio, a commercial radio technician in uh, the St. Louis area. Okay. And uh, very knowledgeable and uh, nice guy. And was... uh, well, he put up with a lot with some crap, like you know, we all do, <laughs> when you're trying to do what we were doing for all those uh, years. But I'm proud to say I was never sued. There was never any legal action that I'm aware of taken against me because I wasn't out 
to embarrass anybody in a rain report. That's, I just didn't operate that way. And so if there was somebody who got arrested by the FCC last week, I was not going to give them a call and, and give him or her the opportunity to explain why they were jamming this station or that and that or what have you. Uh-uh. I didn't want any part of that crap. Because that's not very, that's not enduring. Well, endearing or enduring, for that matter. And much rather haul the young ham of the year and get a, a 15 minutes of what he or she had to say about the future of youth in amateur radio. Stuff like that. I love that you said you haven't been sued. You're proud of that. But the night's still young, Hap. We, we, <laughs> we might well, find here, I'll give you my attorney's this number. A, this is a good start. Hey, are you up to taking a question? We got a question that of came course. in for you. Yeah. A Whiskey Alpha 2, Juliet Oscar Echo. It says, Pastor Joe is a friend of the, uh, the show. He's asking for a blind friend. He's interested in getting into amateur radio. What resources are there? for our blind friends to help them get their ticket. I would immediately, tomorrow morning, go to Handy Hams. I never have been involved much with Handy Hams, but I've gotten a little help along the way when I needed it from them, when I was trying to find, contact somebody, and they were able to give me... Uh, somebody's phone number, what have you. And uh, they were next door. They were in the next booth over uh, for a number of years at the Hamvention. And so they were good neighbors during the Hamvention. But Joe, uh, what, do you, what do you bet? That's a vanity hall. Huh? <laughs> right. We just don't <laughs> luck into those. Uh, uh, Joe, I would uh, uh, assume in your internet capable I go to handy hams now how that's spelled h-a-n-d-i is there a yeah h-a-n-d-i hams and it's yeah, h-a-m-s all one word and joe and we had a show with them just a couple few weeks ago so look back in our catalog you'll see uh, lucinda and tom yeah. and tom mm -hmm. actually helped us connect up on Thursday, because this is yes. kind of new tech and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, mm -hmm. yeah. I would I would agree with Hap on that. That's a great start. Hap, did um, did Pastor Knack ever say, hey, why don't you come and, and do some stuff with me? No, not particularly. Let's see. I think I might have done. I might have read, brailed out and then read a uh, story or two but not much uh he had his as i call it his uh mm -hmm. of voiceover folks who are professionals <laughs> not me eh? uh, with a voice like mine no but that's okay because i again i didn't want to be taking the time to read a story that next week would be old news. Mm 
I can see that. Uh, again, I wasn't being critical, and I'm not being critical at all of what they do at Newsline. I think, um, I think Karen is doing a, a hell of a job. I just think sometimes it's a little long. But you know why it's a little long? Because there's so much going on. Yes. And have radio today universally that there wasn't 20, 30 years ago. There's another question, but I think you mentioned it. You started in 1990, right? So the Rain Report was uh, officially launched, or did it go back further no. and then sort of evolve? No, yeah. well, that's a good question. It actually, uh, no, it, it kind of evolved out of what I was doing in the late 80s. And uh, uh, then in the, in the spring of 90, I uh, decided, well, you know what? I'm going to try to go national with this and make it free. And you know the way I, and I still do. And my thought is, you know, these reports that I do, are like my children. And uh, on a personal note, uh, my wife and I have been married 44 years and opted not to have kids. So these are like my children. And until 2006, I was real careful about keeping them under wraps. And I had one website that was authorized to carry the rain report. And this guy was trying to make some money. <laughs> funny, funny man. You know, if if dreams were wishes, well, anyhow. But in 2006, I had a heart-to-heart -heart talk with Bill Pasternak, and he and I. He said, "You know, you probably ought to just give it away. You're sure not making any money on it, and." The reason he always, always gave Newsline away, even though it was and is copyrighted, because he wanted that information, that news, to get into the hands and the ears of as many hams as possible. And you know, the more I thought of it, the more I thought, yeah, yeah, I like that. And while the rain report never got close, oh, not even close to the kind of exposure that Newsline had, it still was far better than had I tried to keep everything tied up in one website. Right. So then and now, if somebody wants to download it, put it in their archive for their own listening, or putting it on a repeater somewhere, hey, great, go for it, do it. Because it's not going to do anybody any good just sitting on the rain report if nobody listens to it that doesn't know about the rain report. In fact, I had someone who mentioned to me the other day that they said, wait a minute, I, I've been looking for your rain report when it's not there anymore. Well, it is. It's just that they didn't know 
that it now is oh, my wife watching TV in that room. Okay. But um, it's now called Classic Rain Hamcast. And it's still produced by me, script written by me, edited by me, uh, blah, 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 blah. Let me, uh, let me reset here. I'm going to give Hap a second to uh, grab a drink of water. And I want to let you know who we're talking to. Talking to Hap Holly, Kilo Charlie 9, Romeo Papa. He's the creator and producer of The Rain Report. 30 years of uh, putting that together and giving it away. You heard him talk about giving it away. I've also shared his website here. If you're curious, and I would say go see it. Uh, do a search for the rainreport.com and poke around to see uh, the archive that he's compiled. There's classic rain archive. I listened to uh, a bit he put together. I guess it was just this week or last with the uh, St. Louis and Suburban Radio Club Winterfest forums uh, on POTA. I listened to and that. That is there. running now. It's running now. So go check it out. I'll put it up as we go through. Um, Hap, do you remember? Oh, also, I put the form for questions. If you have questions, we'll try to get to some tonight. We're just kind of casually going through this um, with Hap tonight. Hap, do you remember your first repeater who started running of the show and, and yes. how you felt about that? Uh, it was cool. This was back in 1985 when I started doing local programming on the uh, the broadcast <coughs> I'll get my broadcast voice out here. Broadcast employees, amateur repeater. They used to call it the Bear in Schaumburg, Illinois, oh, near cool. Chicago. And I started the Bear Information Service. And I wanted it to be different. I wanted it to mean something. I wanted it to have some kind of content that your typical net did not, and still often does not, have. And I wanted, uh, Newsline was uh, a competitor, a friendly competitor of sorts, because there were repeaters who said, oh, wait a minute, we can't run Newsline and the rain report. That will take 20, that will take 30 or 40 minutes. And what if there's emergency traffic? Oh, boy. Well, thanks to cell phones, that's, <laughs> that's not an issue. However, there are those, those nets that still want to have uh, take pause for emergency traffic. Well, I'm sorry, but this is not very ham-like, but you know what? If I got an emergency, I am not going to wait for a pause in the middle of the rain report or anywhere else uh, to haul it in. I mean, by that time, the, the, emergency, the emergency might be over. So, there. Uh, oh, and that's another thing. I did not put my opinions out very often. You won't find very many commentaries that I did, maybe three or four in all the 30 years, because I figured, you know what? People don't want to hear my voice. They don't want to hear what I'm 
thinking about. They want to hear what Bill Pasternak is thinking about here in 1984, 85, whatever, when they're having some real financial issues. Or or Carol Perry, what what her thoughts are about Youth and Amateur Radio in 1995 or whenever it was. Those were the movers and the shakers. I was just somewhere in between, I think. We got a comment from Todd, Kilo Yankee 4, Tango Golf. He says, Hap, you've got a great voice. Exclamation point. So well, thank you, Todd. Uh, let's see. Shall I give you my address now for that extra, <laughs> extra green? Self-stamped <laughs> self envelope, please. Yeah, thank right. You. Well, thank you, Todd. You're very kind. And, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, well, I, I really don't have much to comment on that. But, hey, the fact that even that you even, well, I'm assuming, <clears throat> you know what it is to assume, I'm assuming that hopefully you do listen to the classic Rain Hamcast. I'm thinking I might rename it Rain Classic. I like it. Sounds very uh, it, it rock and roll. Better than classic it's Rain. Cool. It's got a rock and roll. Uh, thing. You know, let <laughs> us right. know how we can push it. We're sharing. Um, you know, whatever you decide to do, we're sharing your website here tonight. This will live on. <laughs> my channel here and, and the media's changed so much now we're going to sound like a bunch of old dogs now yes but, yes honey, you know the times are yeah. the times are changing now and i i'm turning 70 <laughs> in april and holy crap how long am i gonna be around here i don't know they'll never say i only had these crappy ribbon mics you know they were great they'll never say that you, but i mean no, the, no. the media has changed so much i mean I started as a podcast in 2015, audio only, and I dug my heels in to stay away from this video stuff because I don't, I'm a radio guy and I don't really care for video editing. I'm, I like audio, you know, that's my thing, but uh, I didn't want to edit videos together. I wasn't an unboxing guy to show you what that was about, but this live streaming is very similar to live broadcast radio. And the fact that I can hear a comment from Todd or take a question from Joe in New Jersey, mm -hmm. boy, that's kind of exciting to me. Do, is there anything that inspires you about today's technology that makes you want to augment your roots a little bit or try something different? Well, I don't know. I sure don't want to do video being blind. Why would I, you right. know, I mean, I, <laughs> how who am I to judge how this is turning out? Because my you know my eye control isn't what it ought to be, and, my, and I uh, I'm not thinking in terms of ooh, gee how do I look out there? Um, because I don't I don't give a well no I I almost said I won't give a rat's ass, but that that would that probably will make it onto the uh, <laughs> scrap on the floor, uh, but. I, seriously, I uh, uh, what makes me smile is this box that my little camera's sitting on here. 
on a computer and what the computer has done for me is fun, is amazing because the editing in uh, I use uh, SoundForge, which is a pain in the butt, but it works well enough. Although there are there are a number of folks who use Audacity, they have the audacity not to use SoundForge. And it's a free software. I think I haven't it heard of the free. one you you mentioned. Which one? SoundForge. Yeah, SoundForge. F O R G E. Okay. I'll look at that. Yeah. It's a, uh, I, I like it a lot, but oh, it does give me a headache sometimes, and I never get headaches. So, uh, is there any go. audio programs that are good for people who are blind? Or is there anybody making anything? We're we're a world of creators, software designers, and it does they don't seem to get people with disabilities to the table in their planning. What do you think? No. I don't know what I don't claim to be on top technologically of what's going on. But you know it would help. If they yes, ask you what, well here, as a ham operator, it would help greatly if more manufacturers were like Kenwood, and that is providing the optional voice chip in their radios. I have a Kenwood you can't see it over there, I suspect. Over here to my right, a Kenwood TS590SG 4HF that talks real well. It's a good thing, too. It's got like 56 buttons and 11 knobs on the darn thing, <laughs> not to mention the menus. And then uh, in front of me, again, you can't see it because you're out of the angle of the camera, is a Kenwood... TMV71A 2 meter 440 radio that talks pretty well actually pretty pretty well indeed <clears throat> on the other hand on the shell I have what we what we uh, well I have an, an Alinko or what we kindly refer to as Stinko uh, <laughs> an Alinko uh, DR235 for 220 that is not blind friendly at all. But there are ways of sometimes ways of working around and put in put in some, a little birdie that maybe you have in your uh, in your house or in your neighborhood as memory one, or maybe a, a local weather a national weather service broadcast in memory one or memory zero to give you a reference of how to find memory 18 and not have to be wondering, oh, God, I got to key up everything from from where I am to where, where I want to be. You know, they're just... Yeah, programming they're, is not easy at all. Well, no. No, on it's a lot. not. On it's, a lot. It, it's just too bad. Yesu, at one time, at one time back in the uh, late 80s, had a, an advisory a disability advisory group that, uh, that they would have uh, meetings with occasionally during the year. No, I wasn't on it or asked to be. Of uh, what would be done to make their radios more accessible. Well, 
whatever they did, they undid it later. And nowadays, yeah, I don't think you'll find the current Yesu radio that will talk. That's a shame. That, that is. Just a couple more questions here, Hap. We're creeping up on one hour, and I don't want to keep you in too deep. That's fine. Right. I got nothing else to do here. Admit it. Tell me you're having fun. You better admit it. I am. I've had a good time. I rarely, you know, I think I've been interviewed maybe four times in 30 years. So, Well, you deserve it. And I think uh, as a broadcast guy, for me, I need to pay tribute to those who came and put the bricks down. So I kind of knew where to go. And it was Bill. Unfortunately, I didn't get to talk to Bill. And uh, fortunately, I get to talk to you. And it, it brings the question, you've built this body of work 30 years. You've cataloged most of it. Some of it's uh, causing you some frustration, but you're still working through it. Mm-hmm. When the time comes, hopefully it's a long time from now and long may you run. What do you want to happen to your archive? I have given that some thought. And I think to myself, you know, who the hell is going to care? When I go, A, I won't know what's being done with the stuff anyway, but it makes me, it makes me wonder, well, why, why am I doing this? Why do, I, why do I care so much? Because I know it's just going to be a matter of years that it will stop. And what's sad is that I don't know of anybody else who would pick it up because it's a lot of work and uh, and there well it's just yeah it's just a lot of work and and you have to be really motivated and dedicated to it to do it every week. Week after week, week after week, month after month, year after year. Oh, I get tired just thinking about it. But uh, it's just, I'm so glad, though. I am so, I'm so proud of what I've, uh, what I've been able to do with the help. Oh, people like Bill Pasternak and uh, Vern Jackson and and uh, Will Rogers has uh, reads definitely reads the scripts for my uh, rain stuff because if I didn't have people like that, I wouldn't be doing it because it would be too much like work. And I know people, you know, I have a. <clears throat> I have a different kind of voice, but I don't think people want to hear me reading the scripts, interviewing those who I interview, and and that sort of week after week after week. No. So it's because of of these other voices and these other people who care about amateur radio and giving back you know it's what it is is giving back to amateur radio of some of the joy and pleasure that I've had in being a ham since 1965 
What do you like to do on the air, Hap? I uh, I saw a comment from Alex. He's a Whiskey 7 Hotel United. He said he has a CUSO with you earlier this year uh, in January. We've got another comment from Marty. Kilo Mike 6, Papa Romeo Alpha. He said Hap should come back again. So um, I think uh, you have to let the people decide. It's the will of you to keep going and doing what you do, but it's not landing uh, just out in the field somewhere. People are still out there and they're listening. Well, and it's so appreciated. I, I get so, I get very, very little, little teeny little drabs once in a great while of people that complain about something or another about the last report that maybe it was too long or, or, Whatever it might be, it's been so rare. I'm grateful. I'm grateful as heck for that. But I, in, conversely, I get so little positive feedback. I get, I feel like I'm operating in a vacuum sometimes. But I trust my own intuition and my own experience to realize, well, gee, that, uh, that story that I just heard on Newsline yesterday, that that really warrants that person that uh, who came up with the fact that now they're uh, experimenting in NASA was using iodide to power satellites so that when the satellite dies, they can uh, have some something left in it to uh, direct it down towards the atmosphere so it will burn up and not create clutter out in space. Like seven, what was it, 7,000 dead satellites now up there? Anyway, I'm, uh, I, I, I wander, but then that's, I'm, <laughs> I'm known for that. That's all right. I, one, who is your intended audience you must have thought okay amateur radio newsline's doing this i'm doing this it's clearly different i i know my lane i'm picking my own i'm hoeing my own row so to speak here who were you hoping to reach the well the disabled community the blind community especially since uh, 95% of the programming I ran for those 30 years came from all these hours of forums from the Dayton Havention. And there are a lot of blind people and a lot of people were all just either can't afford to go to the Havention or don't want to hassle with it. But if I go, as I did for all those years, and record forums and bring and, and, and extract, if you will, or excerpt from those forums the what I consider to be the best presentations, the ones that would work in audio format only and not video, which is another 
<laughs> That's another hot button I have is that there were so many forums I could not excerpt from because the presenter used um, slides or later on, of course, uh, very, uh, very software packages to uh, accompany their presentation. But too often, I'll just make one more comment about that. Too often, the audio, um, uh, uh, let's see, let me get this right here. That the video told the story. And of course, video is video. You can't hear it. And that the, whatever audio was done in the presentation didn't tell enough of the story because the presenter was expecting you out in the audience to look at what's on the screen. Oh, uh, that's probably the that's probably been the bane, if that's the right term of of what I used to do when I recorded excerpts from the Dayton Hamvention and. Uh, Still is, although there are some speakers like the one that uh, I put up online yesterday. Uh, Matt here, N3NWV, who's public relations guy with uh, the uh, POTA program, the parts on, let's see, parts on the the air. Mm Yeah. Parts on the Air, amateur radio program, he was real good. He uh, gave a a virtual forum not far from you there, uh, January 23 at the St. Louis and Suburban Radio Club Winterfest 2021. There were seven hours of forums that were uh, on uh, YouTube. Excuse me. And I, uh, I downloaded all seven hours, and uh, Matt's the first presentation I used. So his 45-minute forum, I boiled it down to about 17 minutes. And he was good. Yeah. He's, he's enthusiastic. Uh, he's spirited. He obviously knows his stuff about parts on the air. But he also knows how to deliver a presentation that did have video component to it, but that had plenty of audio component that I could use. Now, you've talked about how audio is important in the work that you've done with the Rain Report. Again, guys, check out the Rain Report online. Do a search for that. Uh, the Rain Report, it's rainreport.com, right? Make sure I got that right. That's right. The rainreport.com. Hap, last question. I'm going to let you go. Um, and we can we can have you come back and talk some more and hang out with the people, right? But I, I'd be fun. I'd love to. Talk about the importance of audio in your life. I mean, what, not just your work. You talked about being able to understand stories. People are showing video and taking for granted, really, that people can see and have the visuals tell those stories, but talk about audio and your love for audio and the need for audio in your life. 
Well, the need is very obvious. In line, there's got to be some audio. Or what else is there? What you would smell? You know, Helen Keller type situation. Uh, I, and I, by the way, I do wear two hearing aids. So I am, if you will, blind and, uh, and hard of hearing. Although the hearing devices today are so amazing. Um, but audio, audio is everything to me for obvious reasons. Uh, when I walk out the front door of my house, it's a little 850 square foot brick ranch style house with hot water heat in the floors. I don't know about you, but if my feet are cold, the rest of me is cold. Well, the floors are the warmest place in the house. So, anyway, I'm, I'm meandering. But when I walk out the front door, I love to hear the birds. Hear the wind chimes we have off the front porch. Hear the wind as it blows through our spruce tree and our lilac bushes and what else we have in, in front of the house. And the kids, as they ride their little toys down the sidewalk in front of the house, down to our neighbors. You know, that's, that's, that's neat stuff. In fact, I have a camera in the front of the house that used to be called the Ring, R-R-I-N-G. Now they call it Nest because uh, Google took it over. And I have it set up to where I can listen to what's going on out there without having to be out there uh, on the uh, smartphone and, and or on my um, smart speaker. So, uh, well, that's, I think that's probably about us. Oh, well, here. Another example of why audio is so important. I can't see my wife. I I can't look at her and and glance at the uh, return glance of recognition from her. So when I walk through the living room, remember I'm tired. I'm tired. Why well, I'm tired? Uh, I'm retired, and she is working from home and probably will her last two years before she retires. And so I get to talk to her several times a day. I really wouldn't do that very readily when she was at work. You know, they don't want phone calls at all. But if I walk through the living room and she's watching TV, <laughs> this would embarrass her if she knew I was going to do this. I would go <laughs> like, you know, kissy noise and she would return it back because that's my way of knowing she is still there. And if I can't touch her, 
I in bed I can. I reach over and I'll, you know, put my hand on her stomach when I wake up in the morning before I get out of bed to be sure she's still there. I know she will be. But anyway, that's all part of the blind experience, and I'm sure your uh, your blind listeners will uh, readily acknowledge that this is part of how you deal with a disability, is you find a way around it, and uh, that I have. You take special care with your editing, and you love to edit audio. I do. And I, I listen. don't know what's wrong with me. I'm I'm ill. No, you listen in a specific <laughs> way. You listen no, but, uh, for a specific thing, and I listened to your edit today, and I and I knew that you had edited that piece because one, you told me you wanted to edit it down, and you're you know you're thinking about time, which is important. And I know you love to edit. And the reason I asked you that question about why audio is so because you specifically have a way that you're listening for audio to be delivered and received. And that was the point for my question. Yes. And you are correct. Uh, that's kind of what got me back into doing this is I enjoy. I, I love, you know why I love to edit because there's so few people who know how or who can, or who even try, or who even want to. And it's something that I do, and I do well, and most people don't, probably wouldn't notice the difference, but I do. And uh, people like you, who actually appreciate it and recognize it and realize the uh, effort of what it, what I put into it, and there are still those times. Hi, Steph. Hi. <laughs> My wife in the kitchen can't see her. Uh, still in the dryer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, a load of stuff in the dryer. I better. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we better, we better wrap it up here. The boss well, is coming. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's definitely getting time there. Half. Look at the time. Look at the time, sir. Yeah. Actually, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for the work you've done uh, and for the community, the blind community, for the able people, all the people, the 30 years that you put your energy into it has not gone uh, wasted or unnoticed. And I'm just trying to do a little bit here to move it on. Um, I think exposure to it. There are new hams all the time. They're coming in and they need to be able to find this stuff. So, you know, as I'm doing it, here i want to pass that on to them too that they need to check this out and, and just to hear will rogers read your words it's ridiculous. <laughs> how, did, how much are you paying that guy good lord oh, not nearly enough <laughs> i know that's right <laughs> no i don't nobody makes a dime i don't not even talking about a dollar no nobody makes a dime in anybody's connected with rain and uh so it's a, well, as it was with Bill Pasternak, uh, rain production for me is a labor of love. And I love to do it. And I hope it shows. Well, thank you on behalf of the community, the ham radio community and uh, open invitation. You come back and uh, visit with me again. And next time we won't talk about you as much. We'll talk about the Cubs yeah. and we'll talk about other stuff. 
other things you like to listen to? Well, that would be uh, that would be a okay. All right, friend. You visit the Rain Report dot com and you can listen to the archive haps archive ice kilo charlie nine romeo papa listen for him on the radio try to work him my thanks to you hap long may you run brother don't think it's landing uh, out here and in, uh, in a field somewhere there's people out here listening to it <laughs> and when i told them you were coming on they were excited so uh i appreciate well, that and i'm gonna send you this i'm gonna send you this audio and you can cut i'm gonna bring you back up here on screen I'm going to send you this audio and you can cut all of me out of it and send it and back. You know, You'll you know, say it's so much better without you in it. And <laughs> seriously, I do that with me. When I interview someone, I take as many of my questions out of the equation and combine answers from that person when it works. Sometimes it doesn't work, but oh boy, when I and have my <laughs> my interviewee talk a whole lot more, be heard a lot, a whole lot more than me. I'm a happy camper. You bet. Paul in New Jersey, he was running our net control, says, thank you, Hap. Lots of nice comments. Appreciate everybody coming by tonight. I know everybody's doing things and getting ready for their work week on, uh, on Sunday evening. So I appreciate everybody's time and uh, we'll catch up again next week. Thanks to Hap, Holly, KC9, Romeo Papa, and The Rain Report. You can check out his archives. It's all going there on the website. And hopefully we'll have you back here with us again soon, Hap. Take care of yourself and stay warm. It's a little bit colder where you are. And you can take uh, care of yourself. At least, uh, at least it's not uh, as bad as it was in Texas. Yeah, right. thinking week. about those people still following that story. That's an yeah. interesting one. All right, 73, Hap, take care of yourself. We'll talk again real soon. 73, and uh, have, a, have a wonderful day. We'll left out what's left of it, and a wonderful week. And uh, hey, spring is just a few weeks away. That's right, 73. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.